You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I welcome into the BGN Radio Instant Reaction Show. A lot of instant reactions coming down the pipe, I'm sure, already throughout this game. This was not what anybody wanted. I don't care if you had the Eagles covering this line or you had them winning this football game or you just had them hanging around. This was not what anybody at all wanted. Even the most staunch hater of Hurt, Sirianni, Gannon, Roseman, what have you, no fan would want this result here in which this team reverted back. Dare I say we've gone full circle in which we opened up the season here where the team struggled against better opponents and really did not look good. And then all of a sudden they found themselves. They found identity. And then they found Tom Brady. And then they found Bruce Arians. And they found two ridiculously talented coordinators, one on each side of the football. And then all of a sudden, it looked like this Philadelphia Eagles team was just kind of where we thought they were. That does not excuse anything because I don't even want to take that away. Jess is here. Rachel is here. The three of us are here as we've been all season. And embarrassing, brutal, collective loss. These were the terms thrown out on our group text just before with the three of us. I think that barely scratches the surface. And let me just say this because I know that you have a lot and you're about to explode on this game and this team. We have talked all year about being patient. We talked all year about growth. We talked about growing opportunities. If we're playing with house money as far as fans and looking at a team coming into here, I think we could also be upset and isolated about this football game without it being turned into the future and all these other things. It is the instant reaction show. So we are going to react about this game, which was an absolute shit show. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's it's totally acceptable that, you know, we for the se- during the season we had to try to as fans take a step back and look objectively at what the season was what they had and what they were trying to do but the fact that you go into a playoff game and it and I think we talked about this this last week or the week before when they clinched the playoffs at least it was one of those things where it's like yeah we're happy they got in are we going to be bummed if they lose of course but are we going to be so distraught as we would be had it been you know two, three years ago, you know, when Alshon, when the ball went through Alshon Jeffrey's hands, when Carson Wentz gets knocked out against Seattle, were we going to be that upset? No. And I'm still not upset in that type of way, but I am way more upset at exactly what you pointed out. The fact that they went full circle and everything that they had worked on and grown to in the last 10 weeks, since the last time they saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they went right back to it. They were the same team that they were back in the beginning of the season, which is not the team that they had been for the last two months. And I understand that they were playing garbage teams. And I understand that, that, you know, that's not Tom Brady. I get that. I understand that everyone understands that, but 
it looked, you know, one of the conversations that we had when they were after they played the Bucks the first time was Nick Sirianni talked about, oh, well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the best run defense. That's why we didn't run the ball. That's why we didn't plan to run the ball. And we were in agreement that that sentence in itself, that scared sentence was a fireable offense. Now, yeah. not saying Nick Sirianni actually should have been fired, but that sentence in itself is a fireable offense. And I was hopeful that he had grown from that point into today and would have gone into this game plan with a much different approach. And unfortunately, he prepped scared. He prepped completely scared for this game. Jalen Hurts played a terrible football game and his head coach did him no favors by the situation that he put them in. Everyone played poorly. No one gets an excuse. That's not what this is. But I just, I'm not going to, we're not going to sit here and, and, you know, feed into, I'm personally not going to feed into the whole, like, let's just dump on Jalen Hurts collectively forever. Right. Ideal. But, you know, all of these things are true. He was bad. And, you know, ultimately I am, I think I'm the most disappointed, honestly, in Nick Sirianni and the way that he prepped for this game, the game that he called and what kind of identity they tried to have going into into Tampa there's there's it, that's completely unacceptable to me yeah it, it seems like so much of this can be reduced to the fact that they came out again with either an ill-advised preconceived game plan like you mentioned right and it's, it's a combination of both but I'm saying right. they came out with whatever they had scripted whatever their plan was they either it was ill-advised from the jump or they moved away from it so fast that they got back to that mentality that you alluded to ironically of course against this team the same team that they saw earlier in the year it just took so long and granted when it's 31 nothing I get it but even when it's seven nothing 14 nothing the one thing that we wanted to see was that you stay true to who you are. Hell, Troy Aikman even said it on the broadcast. Like, you have to stay with who you are. And look, if you are going to move away, if you are going to adjust, and, and this is, I think, the point that's going to linger throughout this show is the one that you made, which is, and I think it's on both sides. We'll talk about that defense for a, a bit here as well. But neither coach, neither coordinator slash coach really did their guys enough, if any favors at all. And here's the thing. I don't have a problem if you're down 14 nothing. You want to start to throw a little bit more but not abort from the run. But those guys didn't look like they were on the same page. It didn't no. even look like they practiced a lot of the stuff where it was like, hey, if A doesn't work, we have to have a plan B. And it was kind of just like, we're good. We don't need to go through that. Right. 13 rushing attempts at the start of the fourth quarter. Before the fourth quarter started, when the clock hit zero on the third quarter, they had attempted to run the ball 13 times. Six of them were Jalen Hurts. Seven of them were Miles Sanders. That's just unacceptable. I don't care what defense you're playing because you had that issue, right? We had the thing against, yeah. against the Bucks. what Nick Sirianni said. A couple weeks later, you come out and you're playing the New Orleans Saints, who were the number two run defense at the time. And you put 200 yards on them on the ground. Then It had been years since someone had done that on the ground to the Saints. And you saw what Jalen Hurts did against that team. You saw what Miles Sanders did against that team. You saw what Jordan Howard did against that team. You saw what we this offense was capable of when they stuck to the run. It wasn't working early. And they had they kept pushing the issue and they beat them down. So why, why would you not take that blueprint 
and utilize that today. I mean, they were exposed all over the place. Every hole on this roster, every hole in this coaching staff, every deficit that every single individual wearing the Eagles logo today had was exposed by what they did out there. And it's, it's really a shame because that was what we expected more of. We expected it to be a competitive game. We expected them to see, to speak to the, we expected to see them stick to who yeah. they were and play their game and give the bucks a little bit of a run for their money. If they kept it close and lost 31 28, we're probably not having the same conversation right now because they played a much different game than they did. I, I mean, I, I don't know what went through their minds in order to, to get there. And I, I, I'm at a loss for words on just, just how, how in their right minds they came up with the game plan they did and called the plays they did and put on the performance that they did. And that was what they intended to do. With technically a week where a lot of guys either didn't play or didn't play much against that Dallas team. And right. it just felt like they were sacrificing rest and health as opposed to taking that extra time and really going over some of the things that, that you can take advantage of. And look, it's a, it's a matchup league. Every single week you have an advantage somewhere that you didn't have the week prior. And there's a disadvantage coming up with it. And, you know, there are a lot of reaction chats here that we definitely are going to get to here. Mike Palumbo has one. This is also why in all caps, do we wait to throw to Devante? And once again, it's brought up in the broadcast. We all know because we watched this young man play all season, what he can bring. And right. instead of, and again, this is my frustration with it, where it's almost like, and I'll just break away real quick, Jess. It's like going forward on fourth down. There's a combination, right? It's the decision to go forward on fourth down. And then it's what you did with that decision going forward on fourth down. So I am less upset with the team for moving away from the run when Tom Brady and that offense doing whatever the hell they want, it's 14, nothing all of a sudden, and you at least have to do something different sure. than simply pound. They don't go to Devonte Smith. They do these quick screens. They try to get the ball out of Hertz hands or they wait for something to break down and let Hertz run. It, it's maddening that you don't take a shot against this buck secondary. They didn't, they refuse to do that with Devonte Smith. And that is something that again, it, it's systemic. Like you can't have this where we're talking about why is Jalen Rager out targeting Devonte Smith on week X or why is Devonte Smith not getting targeted enough? And this is the problem in a playoff game where you had extra time to work on that. That's the shit that gets me where it's like you had extra time to stare on that and you still didn't address it or you just refused to in the game. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's a question for, you know, many different people, right? That's, that goes to, okay. You know, where is Jalen Hurts in his in his growth progression in all of this? Where is Nick Sirianni in his growth progression in all of this? Where and and you know, not only is I, I know that there are going to be so many you know is Hurts the guy questions blah, blah blah. In my opinion, you know, he has absolutely done enough this season to deserve deserve another shot in twenty twenty two. And again, I still don't think there's any better options out there that you're going to get any better than that at this point that's going to change like this and make all and you know I, you're not finding somebody in the draft or in free agency or trading for right now that you put you plug in there today that is going to change that for you 
honestly, with all the other glaring issues you have, you know, you trade three first round picks for Russell Wilson. Your defense still plays the way they do today. Tom Brady still picks you apart. You've still got guys like Jalen Rager out there muffing multiple punts. You know, there's all, all these brutal. things that are still going wrong that, you know, yes, I, I understand that he played a garbage game today, but I don't think that that should end his, his, you know, the, the decision to bring him back in, in 2022 for the, for the season again. But, you know, it, it brings you back to, you want to see him grow, but you also have to be able to trust the people around him that are supposed to be helping him with this growth. And, you know, when you see things like today, when they go right back to the same bullshit, yep. you, 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 I mean, how do you expect, how do you expect him to grow if you're watching them not even be able to grow themselves? And that's, that's the other thing that I think is really concerning is just across the board. It's, there are a lot of questions. A lot, a lot. James Kern <laughs> put a good one up. Rachel just had it. Can't trust Hertz as a passer, but can't question his leadership. Let's come back to that because I think that's up for grabs. Not to say that, that Kern is totally wrong and not to say that yes, trusting him as, the same as far as like a Rogers or Brady, you know, nobody's there yet. So I think that there's some really good gray area there. And I'll offer what, what I think is probably some middle ground to a lot of people. Rager is mostly useless in all aspects of the game. Should not be out there. Should not be out there. Should not have been out there. I, I don't know why there wasn't a shorter leash as far as to pull a guy like that, or at least coaching, which is look, dude, you're having trouble catching the football. We're going to move you out of here. Stop going to him in clutch situations like fielding a punt in the wind. Sirianni's still a question mark. Yeah, and, and look, notice that he didn't bring up the defense because we're going to talk about them in a second, I promise. But before we even look at Gannon and the D, Jess, I would say as far as Hurts and as far as Sirianni is concerned, let me speak to the people that don't want either back. You're going to get them back at least next year, and that should be okay because what they did, both individually and collectively, warrants a, let's see what you do now. It warrants a benefit of the doubt. These guys were not atrocious. They were not dog shit against bad football teams. They beat up on bad teams, which is a start, which is a, a beginning process in the level. So I would leave that as far as number one and number three for Kern here, which is a great comment. We appreciate all of them, Jess, but I would say, look, Sirianni and Hertz or Hertz and Sirianni, depending on how you want to build that on the hierarchy, these guys have earned a benefit of the doubt to see, all right, what do you do next year? Hertz is a hell of a competitor. Don't you want to see how he bounces back from this game? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you hundred percent. I think that you at least give them this off season to be able to, you know, do that because I think last year you had so much BS going on within the organization between the coach, the quarterback, the trade, the fire, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> there was so much going on there that regardless of when it was, you know, it took a little while for Nick Sirianni to get in here. It took a little while to, you know, Jalen Hurts as the starter, you know, they had to trade Carson Wentz, do all of the things and sort of get this offense together a little bit before anything could happen. And I think with the short time that they did have, they were able to ultimately be successful in relatively speaking, based on their situation, right? Like yep. they were not, they did not have the expectation level that say the Dallas Cowboys have going into, going into the season or had going into this season, completely different level of expectations. So relatively speaking, they were successful this season. 
So they deserve the opportunity to get that offseason together, figure this out, and and figure out what what's what's going on. I don't think either of them deserve an axe based on based on just what happened today. Um, I think that should be a learning experience more more than anything for for these two. And I'm I'm totally with you there that they just they they need that opportunity to grow. Um, I I do think it's interesting. I don't know if you noticed this, but last week against the Cowboys. At some point, Nick Sirianni stopped calling plays and handed that mm-hmm. over to Shane Steichen. I don't know when it was, but at some point it happened. He was no, he was kind of just interesting. Up and down no, the I missed that. Okay, I missed a lot in that game, so that's a good catch by you. It appeared today as if the same thing happened again. At some point, it looked as if Nick Sirianni mm. was no longer calling plays. And it had moved on to someone else. We assume it was Shane Steichen. Mm. I would re- be really interested to know when that shift happened, and if it yep. was when they actually moved down the field and and scored their their two touchdowns. Now, obviously, it was at the end of the game. I'm sure the defense was. I, you know, I don't know every individual on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Did they have some people? You know, moved around some backups in. Maybe they did. I don't think they did though, based on the fact that they kept throwing Tom out there. Why would they? Why would they throw some? throw the backups in there as well but could have been playing a little bit softer it is what it is much softer yeah but that's still look you guys have to take advantage of it even if it's soft right you didn't get blanked congratulations so uh you know (laughs) i would be interested to know if if maybe that's something to to think about is is nick sirianni okay with sort of relinquishing that that ability to you know if that's going to improve the team, keep him his job, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? So that would that's also something that I, you know, with that I noticed that I would be interested to investigate a little bit further, hear a little bit more about if that's a potential there. You know, I, I think that, you know, both Sirianni and Hertz have have their downfalls and they have holes in, in their their game and their abilities, but none of them are things that cannot be improved upon. It's just a matter of, you know, we need to see if they can, can are they up to it? Can they do it? Can, can you know, Hurts improve on his things? Can Nick Sirianni improve on his things? If we go through another season and nothing's changed, well, then it's time to have a different conversation. But after one year, after all the BS, after all the mess that we went through last year, Ultimately, this season was successful, and you know they they deserve the off season to to be able to try to grow. Yeah, and I guess for people that are I don't know either they want Hurts out or they're not maybe that's it like they're not sold on Hurts. And look, if you have a chance to bring in Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, those are completely different conversations. I don't think they're warranted as of right now. But at the very least, I think it's worth with as volatile and crazy as this front office has been, especially their failure to really commit when it comes to the quarterback professional team relationship. Like they just they don't commit. So you could definitely open that door. I get it. This may not be the best forum for that because that's going to hijack the rest of the show. But point being is that what were people expecting? Like. If you came into this year saying, well, I don't know about Sirianni. I don't know about Hurts. I don't know about this offense. Let me just see what happens. Now, you have the first half of the season, which was not good. You Mm -hmm. have the second half of the season, which was very good. And now you're pretty much 500. This is the equivalent of a 500 year in the new 17-week season. So they won more games than they lost, barely. I get it. They got their ass absolutely chopped up, diced, and served them in the playoffs. Happened to be by a pretty good team, but pretty good quarterback. 
but that's pretty much had been their MO this year against better teams. So what was the bar truly set? Was it, oh, let's make the play? You see what I'm saying? Because I, I feel like there's a little bit of a contradiction for somebody saying, well, I just want to see what they have and then not holding them to a legit bar where if you're coming out saying, well, they didn't make the playoffs or they didn't look good in the playoffs. Pardon me, they made the playoffs. I'm saying they didn't look good in the playoffs mm -hmm. or they didn't win 10 games or they didn't win 11 games. Then your bar was unrealistic in the first place. That's my point in this. Yeah, I, I think that there is definitely a, a. I think everybody has a different standard. And I think everybody did have a different bar for sort of what they want. And I think that, you know, they're, they're, it's really hard to kind of collectively decide on a bar because it's, you know, you, you expect one thing, but, you know, your heart tells you another thing. You want them to come in. You want them to do well. You want them to yeah. make playoffs. And, you you know, I, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I, I didn't think they were going to get their asses handed them, to them today. I thought that no. they would. And, and granted, I expected a, a different uh, style of play to, to come out of this offense when, when they showed up, and I didn't get that, unfortunately. Um, but, I, 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 you know, there, there are mistakes that were made, and, you know, if you're going to get your ass handed to you in the playoffs, I'd at least – I'm not going to lie. I'd rather it be by Tom Brady than anybody else. Like, if I'm going to sit here and watch the Eagles get their asses kicked, right. I would really just love to watch it be done by the best quarterback of all time as opposed to some, like, middle-tier – Ben Roethlisberger. Right, Ben Roethlisberger, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'll make my peace with Tom Brady destroying my football team, right? Like we can, we can all <laughs> by tomorrow, we can all be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was Tom Brady. That's amazing. But but seriously though, th those are the two options, right? I'm sorry. Right. No, you're right. You're right. And, and you know, <laughs> I would, I was, I wanted a better game. I wanted them to be more competitive in the game. But, you know, unfortunately, that, that's not what we got. So all we can hope for is that they take this as a learning experience. They utilize what they, what they did and, and try to grow. Unfortunately, you know, we did have, you know, the, the, the way we walk away from the season is with this bad taste in our mouth. But, you know, if, if it is what it is, you know, if you, if you thought that they, you know, this was a Super Bowl type season, you know, like you said, your, your bar was a little, was unrealistic for, for what yeah. they were, you know, I, I, they surpassed my expectations personally. I just thought that they were such a mess that I didn't know how they were going to pull it together. And they had so many question marks in the, you know, essentially a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach, so many inexperienced coaches and, you know, I thought that this could either be really good or it could just be an absolute dumpster fire. It was on the side of pretty good. So, you know, I want to see it improve. But unfortunately, we do have to deal with like the garbage taste in our mouths of getting your asses kicked to get kicked out of the playoffs. And and yeah, I. Do you think this was his worst game, Jalen Hurts? Well, we have to talk about the defense because <laughs> this is going to take some time on our own. Right. But. Real quick, I, I feel like without it being like any type of major writing off and sealing anybody's fate, yeah. I almost think this is, and again, I'll piggyback on your point, which is, and others are agreeing with you, by the way, where you'd much rather get your ass kicked by Tom Brady. If, if I were to choose 
knowing the fate of the Eagles ahead of time, like, hey, they're going to go nine and eight and they're going to lose without knowing the score. They're going to lose first round of the playoffs to the Bucs, to Tom Brady, what have you. If I were to know that ahead of time without knowing the specifics of it, I would rather this be the worst game of his career and the short lived, right, that we've seen so far tenure as a starting quarterback, because this is the one you talk about a bad taste in our mouths. Imagine that ridiculously awful, like stale milk combined with orange juice and toothpaste and anything else you could fit in there. Gum, just a just smorgasbord of shit, right? Like imagine that lingering with these guys. And again, let, let's see what they do coming back. But I, I, I don't know, maybe that's softening it. I can acknowledge that Hertz played awful and it was the biggest moment of his short career so far. There's going to be more of it. But again, I feel like this is a hell of a learning experience. And it's two different learning experiences, right? You lose by final play in the game. That's a different one, different type of one. But this is fine here. I, I think that, you know, ultimately he played awful, more awful than not. And this was a bad game for him, but it's something to build on. It's definitely something to build on. I don't know what to do with the defense because I feel like they stand a pretty good shot of not having enough veterans around Jonathan Gannon in the next year or two. And again, maybe I'm missing something, but what changed outside of four guys up front beating a couple of linemen and especially a couple of guys who are now down to their second or third string, not taking away from it, but players, they started making plays on third down and sacking Tom Brady, but there, were, there wasn't even any blitzing. It wasn't even any schemes or anything like that. It was just players making plays once again. It was offensive linemen that kept getting hurt for the, for the bucks is <laughs> what time's it over. Yeah, I mean it was it was the offensive lineman not being able to to do it anymore once once the end of the game came around. I, I don't know. I I'm I'm with you. I don't think there's going to be enough veteran juice on this defense next season to be able to essentially bail Gannon out of some of these situations because I think that ultimately they you know, what it came down to was players making plays and, you know, they can only do so much to bail out their coaches that put them in bad situations. And I think, John, you know, I think Nick Sirianni put his offense in horrible situations today. And I think that Jonathan Gannon did the same. I think he absolutely put, put them in bad situations and, and, you know, didn't do much to try to help them at all or give, give Tom Brady any sort of challenge or, any kind of different look than he than he shouldn't that he should have seen and so I don't know if going forward they're going to have the personnel to be able to bail him out like that and they have to spend at least two if not all three of these first of these first round picks on their defense they have to and so you're going to be dealing with a lot younger guys and it just that that I don't see where that one gets better. I can see where Nick Sirianni and this offense can grow and get better. I see it less with with the defense because unfortunately, I think in terms of free agency with the salary cap they have and potentially moving some older players around, I don't see them being like being able to take that step forward right away because I see a lot of younger guys kind of coming in and having to figure it out, figure out whether it be a new scheme or what have you. So mm. it puts more emphasis on getting the talent right in the draft because the better the player, the ideally the less you'll have to coach him up in sure. scheme, right? And allow that guy to kind of float. So 
it's not like it can't be happening, but you really are putting a lot of emphasis on what Howie Roseman and the scouting department are now doing in the draft. And you mentioned they have to address this, especially in, in the first round. And that's the concern now is like, all right, you got it right with Devontae. You got it right, you know, with a bunch of guys really in this draft. You have to continue that mm -hmm. by all means. You know, you have to. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I think that there's an interesting angle here where we talk about expectations and I disagree, but I love them. 91 LSXRS. I always think that's 91 L Sixers, but it, it's not because it just my brain moves so fast. Yeah. Playing nobody, losing to the Giants, getting annihilated against the Bucks is playing above expectations. What were the expectations? So, look, let's not reduce it to that, nor reduce it to what I'm going to say. So I'm offering some middle ground here, right? But you're talking about a team that won four games last year that had basically brand new stuff. One thing that I think we can say that I actually feel good about, and it's the first thing he said on there, which is playing nobody. Look, how often do we see a team in the NFL better than the Philadelphia Eagles play down to bad teams. Maybe it stops a win streak, or maybe it's just like, hey, they're playing well, five of their last six, and then there's that one dud. How do you lose to the Jags on the road? They had that one Giants game in the final stretch of the season, which was clearly the outlier. But I think for a team that was so bad last year and was coming in with so many question marks all around, yeah, I think we should feel good about them beating up on bad teams because that's not easy to do in the NFL. Look, nobody's greasing the poles out there on Broad Street. Nobody's saying like, yes, yes, champion this, that they beat up on bad teams. But I also don't want that to kind of get swept under the rug either because I think that there is something there at least to build on. Yeah, I mean, from an about, offensive standpoint. Think about how they played last year. You're right. They were 4-11-1. And think about how they played against some of these terrible, terrible teams. And, and just how bad they really were. Think about the way that they almost lost to, to Daniel Jones and the, and the Giants last year. And, and just some of those egregious, egregious moments that they had. And an improvement from that was the standard. That was mm -hmm. what we were looking for. Those were the expectations. To not go for 11 and 1. That was what we wanted. We wanted to be better than four wins. We wanted to have something to cheer for again that didn't make us constantly miserable week in and week out. We wanted to see some growth from the young talent, whether it actually you know, come from Jalen Rager, excitement about Devontae Smith, something that Jalen Hurts can add, 
and see what we have there, you know, utilizing Miles Sanders a little bit more. We wanted to see an improvement from the garbage that was last year. Those were my expectations. My expectations were try to win some of these games and keep them competitive. Don't get your asses handed to you week in and week out, especially by bad teams. They yeah. gave us nine wins. They beat up on bad teams, and we got to enjoy ourselves for nine games. Yeah. Like, that's way beyond what I was expecting this season to have in store, especially when they started two and five. Well, that's the thing. They started two and five and they finished nine and eight. They make the playoffs. And some of this is just that, that look, this is a difficult thing to do to go into the playoffs and win a game. Yeah. It's not easy. No, on the road in a bunch of wind. Also, where was this? There was no, the rain that I was promised never showed up. I, no. Where is the rain? I was banking on that rain. Honestly, I was really hoping for the rain. The wind really threw a wrench in everything. That was unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, going to play a playoff game on the road, a bunch of young guys who've never been in this kind of situation before, coaches that have never been in this situation before, just not great. It's unfortunate. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. It is what it is. I, you know, like... This game is what it is. I just think it's a microcosm of the season. Ultimately, what they, you know, the the disappointment comes in with how they reverted back to their two and five style days. That's where the disappointment comes in. It, it's so much less about the fact that they lost the game. It's how they lost yeah. the game. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Brady was able to do what he wanted early on. They just pepper Mike Evans. They're running with two guys that a lot of people probably either didn't know were in the league or forgot. And it's just amazing because no matter all of the circumstances around that team, they didn't budge. And it's easy to say, well, you have Brady. Sure. Why would you move away from what your game plan is? Because it doesn't matter if it's Scotty Miller, Johnny Miller, whoever the hell he's throwing the football to. But it also speaks volumes to how easy both coaches were undone in this game plan. And look, we always talked about the Patriots like, well, you're going up against the hoodie and you're going up against the sideline and the chess game that is Bill Belichick. You don't think Tom Brady picked up a trick or two? You don't think Tom Brady is a master at just understanding how the game works, the flow of the game, and just the chess match that is? He is the living, breathing Belichick on the field. He just happens to be able to throw the football. So yeah. we saw that. We saw a team that never really got sharp right before the playoffs against better chess opponents go into this big tournament and they got their ass handed to them. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, you should be upset, granted, how they lost. I I'm with you. We, we do have to put this whole thing in context about how they lose and why we get frustrated, especially on the defense. You know, Twitter's going to be on fire, right? Oh, I'm it sure already, Twitter's on it fire. has been, it has been Rachel's, I'm sure busy. Okay. It's it, it, the Twitter's been on fire. It, I'm sure the three <laughs> words are going to be brutal. It's it's, I haven't even looked. I'm scared to look. I love when she's pulling them up and I'm scrolling through at the same time, just seeing them like, Oh my God, it, it's it that, but that's exactly it. It's the style in which they lost. <laughs> it doesn't matter what Bruce Arians was going to do because Tom Brady is out there just picking people apart. And Todd Bowles is, is one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. There's no reason he shouldn't have a head coaching job in front of him. And you know, he he did everything right today to frustrate the Eagles offense and do everything to derail the 
stupid, horrific game plan that they did have in place. So, you know, they, they, they were out coached. I mean, they were out coached, they were outplayed. They were just out, outdone. So it's, it's, again, it's not the loss itself. It's the fashion in which they, they fell apart. Three words, unexpected success, relax from James Kern on the chat. I'm willing. Now I did okay today and granted that under hit. So I'm, I'm somewhat balanced with this day, but I'm willing to bet the last money in my account here that that is not the overwhelming reaction on social media. Unexpected success, comma, relax, Rachelle. Yes. No, no, not at all. To start. The first one I saw was big loser energy and credit BLG (laughs) all the time. But this was a BLE performance overall. Jess, I think you tweeted it out like from the play calling to Jalen Hurts, defense, offense. It was just a sad performance. But a lot of people said they were they weren't surprised. A lot of people also said, you know, this wasn't surprising is what they expected going into this game did you guys expect this this outcome going into this game though the outcome I'm not as surprised by I'm more surprised by the execution and the game plan that they went in with the outcome again I could have made my peace with them getting their asses handed to them 31 to 15 by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had they gone in and and played the way they've played for the last 10 weeks but they didn't, which is why it's frustrating to me. So I, I'm not I like I thought they could have had a chance to win this game had they played the the correct way. But I, I'm not I'm not shocked by the final score. I'm shocked by the way that they decided to prepare. I think that's good. I agree. Yeah, that was a big one. I saw- right, hit, us, hit us with whatever you have. The the fire that you have pulled, please. Okay. All right, I screenshot a couple. All around pathetic. I like that. Worst outcome possible. I saw that a couple times. Fire Jalen Rager. I saw one earlier. It said no more Jalen's. Mm, no, I, I think Hertz is fine. Rager at this point, there's no way his draft status can keep him on this football team, right? I mean, it's a disservice to what they're trying to do here. We'll see him in, in Vegas like Aguilar. He's up in New England now. Did you see the wait? That no, Mike, I know, but initially, sorry. That Micah Hyde interception last night, I thought it was very bold of ESPN to tweet and, and post that Micah Hyde stole a touchdown because that would have had to assume that it would have had to have been caught to be the touchdown. Fair point. Very funny. Fair point. <laughs> All right, so we... Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's more, more, more. Yes. We need more. Looking at the one that Jess just shared in our group message. I had saw that one too. It's a picture of Jalen Rager with the McDonald's hat on and it says, hope they're hiring. That one took me out. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Wow. Yep. I saw need better quarterback. Of course, not enough talent. Um, what I thought. Hurts needs improvement. Yes, rightfully so. Fix what's broken. Very unsure future. So, yeah, pretty negative. Real quick. Target Devon. Let's, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that was my last one. The one that's the one that said, I think this is not up for debate, but maybe up for some discussion because we just talked about a lot. And it was Jess's point about the manner in which they lose versus the fact 
that they lost the way, just in general. Were they significant? Look, Brady's Brady. I get that. But not enough talent. Like, do we really feel that? Or if you thought they had a chance to compete today, if you thought they at least had to cover that eight-point line, seven-and-a-half-point line, or a chance to just win outright, you don't come in with not enough talent. Like, isn't that a preconceived belief that they would have enough talent to at least hang, if not beat the Bucks? Because we sure as hell were not going to rest it on some crazy scheme on offense or defense that was going to do it. So I, I don't know. I, I don't want to push back entirely on that because the Bucks have some pretty talented individuals on both sides of the football. But I don't think it was from a talent standpoint. I don't think it was as bad as the scoreboard says, which, again, should further infuriate Eagles fans on how they lost that game. Yeah, Does that make I, sense? Yeah. Completely. And I think that one of the big differences does ultimately come down to Tom Brady and the fact that he has is, is the who he is. Ha, he has the ability to elevate the play of those around him. And it doesn't matter who they have out there. And they kept showing that graphic of, you know, who, who wasn't playing and, and who they lost in the last week or whatever. And obviously, you know, they still have Mike Evans. They still have OJ Howard. They still have guys out there that can make plays, but it doesn't matter what kind of no name you have out there when you have Tom Brady, because he elevates that performance. I think that, I don't think that the Eagles didn't have the talent. I think they have, you know, they could use a veteran receiver in that, in that core. I think that there are places where they could use a little bit more enhancement in certain spots, but I don't think they simply don't have enough talent. I don't think that's the case at all. Me either. I also think we have young talent and mm -hmm. you're, they're still developing. When we look at Jalen Hurts, I think part of it comes with Jalen Hurts developing because I mean, despite Rager, he needs to go, but like Quez Watkins, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, we have talent looking at the offense. I just think it's going to also come with, hurts his development because today was an off day we know that and they can't be strong performance wise if he's not getting them the ball that's how they thrive right what can you really expect defense we already know that's the area of target for the draft season mm -hmm. so we need some younger stronger players on the defense but offensively today's performance I think did fall on hurts because we needed him to get them the ball in order for them to really show out yeah yeah, I, I think we've grown accustomed to seeing Jalen Hurts save the day when things start out slow against bad teams. And it's somewhat, somewhat, because uh, it's a different sport, but it's uh, we saw this with Allen all the time, right? Now, granted, there weren't a lot of guys offensively built around him most of, of Iverson's career, but we saw this a lot where it was just easy to just stand there and be like, hey, man, this guy's going to do something crazy and just stand and watch and stargaze. And I think the team got used to that over the last, what, eight, nine weeks where you knew you were playing against worst opponents, worst opponents, you knew you were playing against a quarterback more often than not that just didn't have it to either come back or keep a lead. And the team kind of got comfortable just saying, all right, kid, play football, go out there and play football and do what you can. If we start out slow in 15 minutes or 20 minutes of the first quarter, first half, we have hurts and we know we have hurts and, and we have that in our back pocket can't work like that against the Bucs or, or the playoffs. No. And we, we talked about that several times, even with, you know, what I, I would say today was his second worst game of the season. I still think that Giants game was the worst by far. Ooh, okay. Yep. But <laughs> even at the end of that game, 
he, regardless of how badly he played, he still had them in the position to win in the last minute. He still did that all season. Whenever they needed a drive, he was able to do that. And unfortunately, today, he did not have that in him. And the team collectively didn't have that in them wherever it went. They can, you know, in addition, they shot themselves in the foot several times. Penalties, holding calls, what have you. They, They continuously just, you know, did it to themselves as well. So, you know, I think that also, it, you're, you're exactly right. Like, you, you, you hope that he is able to pull something out of his hat and hopefully you can put, you know, you can rely on him to be able to get you down the field and, and do what, what you need to. And it didn't happen. It's, and, you know, it just, it just sucks. It does. It does. It, it that's it's really that right now. Like this whole thing just sucks the the way in which this went down and we can't even wish people like to have a good week and to focus on anything positive because there's no game next week. I, I guess technically we could root for the Niners who are up early against <laughs> Dallas and, and maybe that will make our our weekend better. I was seeing that too. Lose uh, Dallas lose. Yeah. That was the tweets I saw. Yeah. 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 Big 49 yeah. I'll tell you what sucks is is that this has been a ton of fun. Like each and every week, it's been so therapeutic to just talk about the game without having to worry about, you know, interaction or getting anything there. We have such a like really fun chat too that we know is going to be here with us and keep us honest as well as have fun with some misery. Would we have a game or two like this? And I don't know. I don't know about y'all. Maybe it is. I don't want to get all, you know, teary eyed or anything here, but I look forward to the end of these shows. Like, okay, we get to do it next week and have some fun. Now we have to wait to the draft and stuff like that. So I had a lot of fun. Definitely had a lot of fun. At least we have some reason to be excited for the draft. So make sure that you guys stay tuned for all of that content because it's going to be coming as well. Yeah, Absolutely. this last year I I like took a, I had to take a mental break from the Eagles because they hurt me so bad. I don't think I need a full mental break this time, but yeah. God, they left. They just a just a terrible note. Yeah. You could take a vacation. It doesn't have to be a mental break, but you can take a vacation from it. Nothing I wrong know. with that. Last year I I I didn't think about the Eagles one time until the draft and I realized how long it had been since I thought about them and I and then and then they start talking about Howie Roseman and drafting Jalen Rager and I was like Damn, I nice. about these people again. Drafted <laughs> <Yep>. Devonte <laughs> Smith, and I was like, "All right." There you go. There you go. Yes, ninety-one L, and everybody else out there will have tons of announcements before draft shows. A lot of content is all over the site, so make sure you stay tuned to everything. That you hit this thumbs up button also, and that you're subscribed to what we're doing here. But also, just pay attention. Everything from BGN to BGN Radio to BLG out there tweeting stuff. You know that we'll have tons of content for you here. And can't wait because there's such an awesome community here that we'll all collectively get together there. All right, I, I've said enough. Anything you all want to say on the way out? Uh, no, I'm nothing. I'm good. We have the draft. Yes. Right. <laughs> on that note, thanks to everybody hanging with us truly all season. We appreciate you and really. Try to make the most of your Monday. Take a mental vacation. If you can't physically get out of where you are, just sit down for like an hour and envision wherever paradise may be. Look, paradise may be a cow pasture or some island in the middle of nowhere. Wherever it is, go to your paradise. You'll need a mental break, as Jess said, maybe for a week or so. 
We thank you so much for hanging with us, really, and enjoy the offseason. Tons of stuff. We'll see you at the draft.